This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Judd, I know, yeah. you, prob- I know you well enough. I know you yep. probably don't want to, but get Where's the flag, the- God. Where's the flag? Get the flag! I don't even know where it is. I don't even know where it is. It's only it's only fitting that I also let people down since oh the Vikings did their best to let us down today. Oh my god! Wow, wow! Welcome in to Vikings Vent Line live on the yeah, better like late Nick than Mullins. never. <laughs> Much like Nick Mullins, the flag was better late than never. Much like Greg Joseph, uh, much like Kevin O'Connell making a decision yep. to finally change things up. But this is Vikings Vent Line, the most fan friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. Vikings win three to nothing with a last minute field goal by Greg Joseph uh, in simultaneously one of the most inept offensive performances in Vikings history and actually one of the great defensive performances, a shutout in Vikings history. Uh, The show is presented by our friends at Quick Trip. Before we get into all the particulars here, Judd, let's talk about our favorite convenience store here while we welcome uh, some Vikings fans into the virtual green room here. Absolutely. And um, they're the people who sponsor our shows. They're the people that we appreciate. They are the people from Quick Trip. So many great things. The crew book coffee, breakfast, lunch, or uh, dinner available to you. You can get snacks, anything that you want, including their quality gas guarantee. Uh, Quick Trip backs every drop of gasoline they sell with their quality gasoline guarantee. Get to your destination without worrying about what's in your tank. Very important this time of year as it begins to turn cold, as the snow actually now starts. Just another way Quick Trip provides fantastic customer service. Quick Trip, check them out again for any needs you might have. Amen. So if you'd like to get on the show, as always, send a request to vikingsventline at gmail.com, and Declan will get to as many of you as we can in the next hour, hour and a half or so. Uh, keep it clean. Don't say anything to get us fired or hard you know, put uh, put in a, in a bad spot professionally. But, yeah, let's start with with you, Judd, just your, your overall thoughts on – a three nothing Vikings victory with half the fans doing skull chants for three hours. Poor fans made the trek out. Expensive trip to Vegas. 
Did you see they... the tweets that both fans, both fans joined together to boo both teams? <laughs> Just there was a tweet from a few together. people that said Raiders and Vikings fans were simultaneously <laughs> booing their own teams. A double mutiny. What are we watching? <laughs> they this is joined, ridiculous. They band together because that game was so bad. Um, one quick thought, because, I mean, there's a ton of things, but one quick thought, and we already touched on it jokingly, but it's sort of serious. What took so long? Nick Mullen, I, I mean, Josh Dobbs should have been taken out at halftime. He just, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Yeah, and O'Connell was banging his head against the wall, and I'm not quite sure why. And look, it is not like, if you want to come back and say, well, Judd, it ain't like Mullins looked fantastic. Okay, that's fine. But at least he looked like he knew what he was doing and he could yeah. competently throw a pass or two. Uh, I'm not, you know, I am not saying that like Nick is the guy, but I am saying, why did Kevin O'Connell need to see that much from Dobbs before he hooked him? That was my, that's my prevailing thought from a win that uh, is as ugly a game as I think you could possibly see. I think just real quick, and then and Declan, give your thoughts here too. But the the broadcast had a great anecdote about sort of, hey, why why did Kevin O'Connell turn back to Josh Dobbs after a really bad couple games, the bye week to evaluate? And O'Connell told the broadcast crew, "This is the point in Dobbs' career that most teams bail on him. That they, you know, he maybe comes in, he does does some good things, but then he does some bad things, and then they're done with him." And he didn't want to bail at the same time all the other teams bailed. He wanted to give him a fair shot coming out of the bye, Justin Jefferson back. But now Justin Jefferson, Fuck. we're gonna we're, we're awaiting word on his status. He, yeah, I mean, people people were joking. Well, oh, there's a hospital ball. Like it was literally a hospital ball. And I don't mean to make light of this because he's in the hospital with some sort of like internal issue. Yeah. Yep. And so if we get an update here, we'll keep you posted. But yep. I mean, it was just. I agree with you at halftime and, and, and the offensive line was bad and the receivers were dropping passes all over the place. So no one's saying it was all Josh Dobbs fault, but try something, anything different at that point. And they finally did halfway through the fourth quarter. And it was just enough to squeak out the three mm-hmm. points needed to win the game. Right. Dex, what are your overall thoughts here? I am so excited for my pie chart tomorrow. <laughs> like, and I'm not being sarcastic. This is this is me being not being insincere, Judd or Sarge. Like, I am legitimately very excited for my pie chart tomorrow. Typically, chart obviously, phrase. when I do it, you know, I always write down things, wins or losses, and then you know, as the game trims out, you kind of know where it's going. There's so much to parse through in the pie chart. Vinny will help me probably uh, put together the final pieces after this, but just one of the most brutal football games uh, we've ever had to see. And yeah, Greg misses the first one. Then he makes the easy one and then pooches it right down the middle on this weird pooch kick where you can go left, you can go right. I even thought, what what do you even do here? Do you even <laughs> do you even attempt a pooch kick? Do you just kind of go for it on fourth down? And like that whole sequence to me, like just capital yeah. capitalize the entire game, which was hilarious. I guess a win's a win. Uh, but there's so much, I think, to parse through between now and next Saturday in Cincinnati, too. I might have opted for, like, just, like, a, take the five-yard delay if they would have given it to the Vikes and then just kick a hang-time monster punt up in the air. Yeah, yeah that's right. And then done. let it fall. Or maybe just kick it into the end. But, like, you could kill eight or nine seconds and then – because didn't they start that drive past the 25-yard line? Yeah. It was it was a really weird – it was a weird – and Flores, you saw, like, on camera, Flores kind of came over and – Right before the like the third down play, before they ran and then you know had to go fourth down, and Flores was like, "What are we doing here? Are we are we punting?" And speaking of Brian Flores, my main takeaway here is 
I know Aiden O'Connell's a backup. I know the Raiders are kind of a train wreck organization. Certainly not one of the best teams in the NFL. Do you know how hard it is to shut an NFL offense out? Especially one with Devontae Adams. Aiden O'Connell, by the way, has had some nice games too. I mean, he's he's capable as a starting quarterback. Yeah. The story for most fans is going to be how bad the Vikings offense looked. If they had just scratched across 13 points and win this game like 13 to nothing, I think the proper spotlight is on Brian Flores' Vikings defensive coordinator masterpiece here. A shutout on the road. And I know it's not the it's not the Chiefs or the Bills. You know, you're not it's not like you're shutting out the Green Bay Packers at their peak, you know, with Aaron Rodgers a few years ago. But wow, dude. Uh, and then the interception by Ivan Pace. So I just don't think it should be lost that in a year in which Brian Flores has turned around one of the worst defenses in the NFL. This was his masterpiece. You know what, you guys? You're going to score three points? All right, hop on my yeah, back. The thing is, I will hold them to zero for three hours. Like, like, do we really think that, that the defense for both sides is this good? Like, the Vikings got to shut out the Raiders with three points? No, and no one's, no one's saying that it's like the 2000 Baltimore right. Ravens, but you do right. have to give credit. It's an NFL team on the road. Your offense scored three, and Brian Flores' defense did what they had to do, which is hold them to zero points for three hours. I thought that they actually were going to have to score a touchdown. Yeah. I was more concerned. I was more convinced the Vikings were going to get points with the defense on the field. I thought Mm O'Connell was going to throw a stupid pass. I literally was the entire second half. I thought, I'm actually more excited to watch the defense try and score points than the offense. Yeah, and uh, man, I mean, while well, the Raiders almost scored a pick six on the first pass of the game by Josh Dobbs, which oh my was just God, yeah. one of many regrettable offensive plays. Uh, <laughs> yes, all right, was. we'll shut up here. We'll turn the show over to you guys. Uh, Declan, who is the first Vikings fan here on Vikings Metline? All right, I think this guy's leaving the stadium. Robert, Robert, you're looking Robert. at merch. Hey, Robert. <laughs> Robert. He's, li- he's literally in the merch this store right fitting- now. Is he at the stadium? Yeah, yeah, he's at the stadium. Robert, this is very fitting. Very fitting. It's all good. It was a very Let's, fitting uh... start. <laughs> Viking, Vikings offense, are you alive? <laughs> Wake up. Matthew, Matthew, you're awake. Oh, What's God. up, Matthew? You guys got me? Yeah, we got you. <laughs> all right. Um, I feel like the last three games I've said in each one of them, this is by far the worst game offensively I've ever seen the Vikings play in it. Each game just seems to outdo itself. And uh, obviously the injuries on the O-line and J.J. going down doesn't help. But uh, silver lining, the defense, you guys have talked about it already. They played incredible. Ivan Pace on the last drive with the pick. They were getting pressure all game. Josh Jacobs really wasn't a factor. Devontae Adams wasn't a factor. Um, One thing I noticed, though, I don't know if you guys noticed, there were a few plays where I swear Max Crosby would jump off sides early. Um, I don't know if that's just something the refs don't really look at, but to me, that's what it seemed like. Um, that delay a game out of the timeout, that's just unacceptable. I mean, as, as an NFL quarterback, how do you take a delay of game coming out of a timeout? I mean, I don't know how that happens. And last thing, um, Declan for your pie chart tomorrow, I suggest you actually do a pie chart of blame. Because I, I don't think anyone deserves praise in this game. <laughs> That's the beauty of the pie chart. He yeah. is not allowed to do a pie chart of blame. It has yeah. to be a pie chart of praise tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but uh, last thing, I listen to you guys every day. You guys have been like my top streamed podcast on Spotify for the last three years. I know I've tweeted you guys just as the rap came out. 
Um, and I just want to say I love listening to you guys and keep doing your thing. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate we appreciate you, you jumping awesome. on. Appreciate the kind words. Should we try Robert again? I feel like he's looking at us yeah. right now. Yeah. Robert. 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 What's up, man? I'm actually What's here. What's up, dude? Man, I just want to say I'm sad. I feel like I want to cry. Well, it's a win, Robert. No, in fact, you know what, Judd? Get the flag for Robert. Get the flag. Get the flag. Uh, I want to cry. This, it's a win. This does not feel like a win. This does not feel like a win. Blowing in the breeze. Yeah, what is the vibe? There, there looked to be I about. I'm my four. girl a Viking fan, and she wants to cry. She's suffering because of me now. <laughs> Robert, can you hear? Can you hear us? By the way, Robert. No, not really. He's all, all I want to say is, uh, Fire McConnell. And make D. Flores the head coach. That's it. Wow, dude. That's all I want to say. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Thank you, Robert. Have fun in Vegas. Enjoy the enjoy Vegas. This would be okay. I get the like. You probably feel dirty after sitting inside that stadium, but a couple things. There are tens of thousands of Vikings fans just roaming around Las Vegas tonight. It would be. I I feel I was there two weeks ago, and I feel a little bit of regret that we didn't just like. We, we had plans to do it on Thanksgiving. I would love to be on the strip tonight at the Cosmopolitan, drinking a Verbana, celebrating a 3 nothing Vikings victory. Robert, you have fun tonight on the strip. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to uh, Cameron here on Vikings Ventline. Cameron, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Uh, so I don't have much crazy rants. I think we're all kind of thinking the same thing. I have two points that I want to make, and then one, Declan, you're going to have to take your headset off because I'm going to make a, uh, a prediction here. So, <laughs> All right. first one before you take your headset off, uh, Judd for quarterback. I think Judd could have played a much better game than any, any of the quarterbacks out there on the field. So, I want to see I want to see Judd out there next week. Uh, the second point, which, again, I think everybody knows, is Brian, uh, Brian Flores should get a lot of praise this week. It's going to go behind the scenes, I think, and it's going to be a lot more ridicule in these offenses, but we'll see how it is. And then I do have a write-this-down prediction. So, Declan, I'm going to have to have you take okay. this off. Okay. We'll make sure. There Hold he on. goes. Okay. Hold on. So, it's very dangerous when the executive producer on our on our biggest show of the week has to step out of the cockpit here. So, hopefully the I think I know doesn't. what's co- I think I know what's coming. I do, too. Write, yeah. write this down. Tomorrow, during his uh, statements, he's going to say how Greg Joseph is not a problem and how <laughs> Greg Joseph should not be fired at the end of this year. Hell, shouldn't be fired at all. He should, she should be remain a Viking. MVP. Yeah. Dash Team MVP. Yeah. With him, he'll bring statistical data to back yep. it up. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Awesome, man. All right. There is Cameron. Come on back. Come back. Yeah. Yep. Come on. Great jersey. Love that jersey. Throwback's great. Okay. I'm just curious. What do you pretty... think? What do you think he predicted? If all right, how about this? It's if so I honest. nail it. I feel like it should be a prediction. Like there should be some quantifiable. If you get, if you get like, really, really close, it'll cancel out his prediction. We'll say. All right, he's gonna predict that my hottest take will involve Greg Joseph saving the Vikings, like getting the Vikings the win. I'm guessing. It's close, or enough. or it's the biggest chunk of pie on the pie chart of plays. I'm guessing yeah, that's, that's probably what it was. It's okay. close enough. Yeah, it's it's close enough. Yeah, it was essentially that Greg Joseph is not a problem, and then you'll you'll yeah. you know, you'll you'll do your Declan Greg Joseph thing basically. Yeah. I thought about it, but Dad, I don't think I'll be firing that bullet tomorrow. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. I don't I mean, think he did I'm score the only tomorrow. three points of the game for the Vikings. True. Stay tuned Boom. tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Who's next here? By the way, if you're hanging out with us, thank you. Please click the like button and subscribe button on the uh, Purple Daily YouTube channel here as we look to keep building this awesome Vikings fan community here. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? All right. Let's go to Vikes Fan 47. 
What's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, fellas. What's going on, man? What in the heck? <laughs> okay. What's wrong with our staff? <laughs> how did how did they not? All of Vikings Nation knew that Dobbs was was done last two weeks ago, and then they went into two weeks of evaluating quarterbacks, and our quarterback whispers think that Dobbs is still the answer. Clearly not the case. It's for me. It's just deeply concerning. Like my wife, she knew this morning. Um, I text my. I woke. Maybe this was just. It was it was bad mojo, but I woke up at around 9 a.m. Easy like Sunday morning. I text my dad. Very first thought of the day. Dobbs is going to get JJ hurt because of a late wow. throw or a high throw. I text my dad. I have proof of that. Yeah. 9 a.m. Like I feel bad. Even first time it. Hey, I think this first game he played for us. I said sign him up for two years, and it was it was probably the highlight of the year that game. Um, was it the Falcons? I think it was the Falcons. It was the it Falcons, was. yes. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We will, by the way, we will always have the Falcons game. Yep. That will <laughs> we, be, we, we can we can take that game, we can put it in our game. trophy case. First half and the of the first Saints half game the Saints was game, marvelous. Yeah. Ran for that yeah. touchdown. We will always yeah. have it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, we have this offensive-minded staff. And between driving intoxicated and then picking this quarterback for our team, what the heck is going on? We just need to you know, loose up, you know, loosen up uh, some of the the reins. I think on on Flores and like just say, all right, what do you think? You know, because two two people we're gonna lose, JJ and Flores. JJ is the kind of talent that does not play on a team that's looking for a quarterback. He plays with a great quarterback. We're gonna lose him. We really are. Today, I think it just kind of seals the fate with that, unless we come up, you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat for next year. But Flores is a guy that we have to retain. I don't care what, just treat, give him VIP favors, ex- sign him for an ex- you know, extension, triple his salary. I don't care. Parking he- spot, you think? Like a nice yeah. parking spot? You know, I, <laughs> how, about, how about just unlimited Uber rides for Vikings assistant coaches and coordinators? Huh? Yeah, I don't know if they need to be driving. Just yeah, but anyways, I, I appreciate your content and thanks so much. I, I haven't been this pissed in a while. It's frustrating. Well, we're we're here, Vikes fan forty seven. We know you've been a long time friend of the show. We appreciate you coming on here, a therapy session for him there. I guess. So, so I do think there's something to be said for, and th- this is the first time that we have seen it, but it's not a complete shock. I do think that O'Connell probably has a soft spot for guys who remind him of Kevin O'Connell. And my guess is Job Dobbs does because like Dobbs guys is, who never really got yeah, a fair chance. And, but kind but of they're thing. really smart. But they're really really smart. They care a lot. Like like yeah. there's no question Dobbs cares and Dobbs is smart. Um, but I do think that most most co- uh, coaches who are considered quarterback guys probably pulled the plug after the Bears game. Yeah, and, and he one, didn't. One and, thing that was telling about his style too is. You, the, the cameras flashed to when when Mullins came into the game, then the cameras flashed to Kevin O'Connell, like demonstratively explaining to Joshua Dobbs, who was very dejected, like why he had to make the change. It's like, I mean, if that was Mike Zimmer, and I'm not saying this is for better or worse, no. it's a different style. Mike Zimmer, you, when you play like Josh Dobbs has played the last two to three games, you don't deserve an explanation at that point. But Kevin's right. about relationship building and 
you know, but like to, to feel genuinely bad about making that move might be one of his kryptonites. You know, sure. like Josh Dobbs has shown you that he's not a starting quarterback, and that's fine. He's he'll be I, a backup for the next few years in the NFL. I do think we don't need need to be concerned about Jefferson from the prism of like it's not going to be one of these QBs. Cousins might be back. They'll find better. So, like, it's not like he's going mm-hmm. to say, oh, my God, if I sign here long term, I'm stuck with Joshua Dobbs, Mullins, a player like that. So I'm not really concerned about that. But, yeah, I, I think that Kevin went through this himself, and I think he probably felt some empathy for what Dobbs was going through. All of that being said, I think he is very open for criticism for not at halftime saying, Josh, we tried, love ya." Once you're on the team, you ain't playing the second half. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings event line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Dex, who's next? Let's go to Sam. Sam, you're on event line. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Sam? Jets. So, uh, yeah, I was about to say, I was planning on making a comment about it. Um, I didn't have any of my Vikings here today because uh, I left all my stuff at my house, and I'm at my mom's house. Um. <laughs> I was going to save it for the end of the podcast. But I didn't realize that it was going to be in the picture, but go Jets. Sorry, Wild. Uh, having a rough year. <laughs> it happens. Um, they need to fire their coach again, I think, to spark something. <laughs> eh, honestly, why not? Um, my, I guess the first thing that comes to mind after this uh, absolute worst NFL game I think I've ever watched is um, I want to say I miss Kirk, but I don't. I think, um, like, Kirk Cousins, on the stretch that he was on before he went out uh, with the Achilles injury, I really think with how bad the NFL has been this year, he probably would have been an MVP candidate. Um, But I think this game really screams to everybody, and I hope it screams to the front office and it screams to the Wilts that it's time to go get a rookie. It's time to go get another quarterback. Um, Dobbs has been a very fun story. I know we've all loved the roller coaster, but uh, it crashed and burned. I'm kind of sad to see that it <laughs> crashed and burned. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's definitely time to go draft a new guy. Um, and honestly, I would love to really see uh, the next couple purple dailies, as well as the purple dailies on draft, dive into Penix and Bo Nix and all these guys that. Well, let's be honest, we're not going to make a big swing and go get a uh, Caleb Williams or a Drake May, but hey, who can we go get in the later rounds? Because Mahomes was not a top five pick. Josh Allen was not a top five pick. Um, There are, of course, the number one overall guys that end up being great. You know, your Joe Burrows. We'll see how Trevor Lawrence ends up being, but a lot of great quarterbacks come late. And I don't think this front office is going to be the type that goes up and gets one top five. So what are the options that they can go and sneaky steal or maybe sneaky move up a couple spots in the first round and go get them 12th overall, or maybe move back into the first round like Lamar Jackson at 32nd overall when the Ravens move back into the first round, who can they go get that can be that guy that makes JJ want to stay? Because I agree with the last listener if I was JJ, I don't know if I would want to stay here with how awful this offense is and how awful the quarterback play is. Yeah. And no, Sam, Sam, we got to run to some other guests, but thank you for jumping on here. Yeah. I, by the way, yeah. Purple Daily on Draft. If you're not already listening every Monday, Declan with Tyler Fornis and Miles Gorham. 
that is the place to be for actual informed discussion about who the Vikings could draft at quarterback. But the good news is, by all indications, the the bar is Kirk Cousins. Now maybe coming off an Achilles. Like they can always just kind of go back to Cousins as a safety blanket and get much, even after an Achilles injury, get much better quarterback play than we've seen, you know, the last three games or so. That's the thing. Like people keep misconstruing, I feel like. You know, you get what you wish for, moving off cut like but like nobody wants the Vikings to move off cousins and then into like a tornado of backups. The you know, a journeyman that's been with five organizations. Like that's not what you would hand select to replace cousins. So you're not gonna be reckless about it. And by all indications, he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. So you can you can operate from that sort of starting point. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Let's let's keep it rocking here with uh, with guests here on Vikings Vent Line. Who's next? Let's go to Paxton next year. Hey Paxton, what's up, buddy? What's up? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you, Paxton. Yeah. So I want to start off by saying, Declan, best of luck tomorrow with your pie chart of praise. That's going to be a fun one. <laughs> and <laughs> as Judd, you've been saying, it's the forty-four defense. And you, did you guys see the graph they put up on the screen that he's played like every single defensive position? Yep. Yeah, that's, cool. he's he's insane. And then Lions, I don't know how good they are, but yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah, the Lions today. by Paxton. Th- thanks for coming on, Paxton. The Lions, Lions got smoked by the Bears today. They're a roller coaster right now. They are a roller mm-hmm. coaster. The Bears yeah. should have swept them. Yeah, the Bears have had uh, two touchdown leads twice inside yep. like two and a half minutes on the, the Lions so far this year. Yep. All right, who's next, Declan? All right, let's go to Zach here on Ventline. What's up, Zach? You're on Ventline. Hey, guys. Okay. Um, first off, just want to say thanks for having me on again. Uh, this is I've been fortunate enough to be on a couple times and just want to say thank you guys. You put on a great show. You sit and endure hours of babble about how terrible things are and this and that, <laughs> and that's got to be a tough job. So kudos. Thank you, guys. Um, I just got a couple points. Um does IPJ and Blackman give Quessy a pass for scene? I mean, IPJ is incredible. He was all over. What, 13 tackles, a sack, and an interception today? Absolutely stepped up. And, and with Jordan Hicks out and that added pressure of being a play caller and, and having the headset on and all that communication for a young player, and to come out as an undrafted guy and to be elevated by an absolute stud in Brian Flores. But, I mean, those two guys, Blackman, how much time did Blackman get today with a healthy Evans was really surprising to me. And and his grading, what is he graded out as like the second the second highest um, cornerback right now? He's the, he, he's the, the second best player uh, defensively on the Vikings roster. Okay, and I the, think the t- top draw. twenty among cornerbacks. I want to say PFF. Still yeah. pretty incredible for a you know a sec was a second round 
Third round, Makai, third right? Round, third round, third pick. round. So day two guy, that's that's just awesome. Um, so question, you know, does that does that kind of like okay, bring in a guy who know maybe knows defense a little bit more to get in Questy's ear and Brian Flores? Hey, these are the guys. Maybe listen to that a little bit more with a guy with uh, Brian Flores's experience. And you know, when they brought Brian Flores in, to my memory, they talked about the main thing that they were excited about is his his ability to call out talent and to see see guys who can come in and play and, and have an immediate impact. So it's just really interesting, that tie-in. Um, and to O'Connell keeping Dobbs in in the second half, They I don't know if you guys heard the story they kind of gave where they talked to O'Connell, and O'Connell basically said, you know, Dobbs, at this point in Dobbs' career, you know, every every other coach has taken him out, like, no, we, we, we can't keep doing this, whatever didn't show him that belief. And so O'Connell with that soft spot, like you said, for maybe another quarterback who reminds him of himself. Yeah. Uh, I just think it was a good step forward to take him out in the third and give Mullins a chance, but did definitely show a soft spot. Probably same with Madison, but now thank you guys very much for having me on. Thank I really you, Zach. See your guys' show. And I love Boone film breakdown with Jeremiah so great love it guys <laughs> thank you zach man. we appreciate you coming on bringing the energy love it man let's keep it rolling here vikings at line purple daily youtube channel let's go to henry next year what's up henry you're on that line hey, how you guys doing good good man how you doing henry all right um i woke up hung over this morning and this game made me worse it was so bad it was just awful and yeah the it was just not a good time. And one thing that I keep saying, but I don't really know. So everybody keeps pointing to how Kevin O'Connell is starting to be more and more of a problem. I thought he showed a lot of like promise when he first came in. What, what like, is he just sort of like kind of getting, people are getting used to him and figuring him out? Or is there always been these underlying problems? You guys think that's all I really have to say. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Henry, thank you, man. Thanks, Henry. Well, he's, I think op- he's operating with backup quarterbacks at this point too. Yeah. Which is and I think there's two, two things i think he's had a worse year when, when it comes and it didn't it didn't rear its head as much today i think he, he's had a worse year than he did in his first year as far as actually just the uh just the fundamentals of managing a game uh as far as the play calling goes uh i don't know beyond making a quarterback change sooner which we've discussed a lot i don't know today like dobbs was a mess i thought he wasn't he was a mess anything. Guys were dropping passes in part at times because the, the passes were not uh, where they should have been or at the right times. But today I didn't like, I, I just thought to myself, you have to yank him. I didn't think to myself, call this play or that, that play. And the problem too was the Raiders did a pretty good job of containing Dobbs. And once he got contained, it looked like he sort of just freaked out. Yeah, and that's that's you know, the thing now. It's like stuck. this is this is the third game in a row now where the defense has said, let's literally just let's not let's not lose contain on the edge, right? Yep. There you go. Football. Exactly. And let's let's keep him in the pocket. And he just doesn't he doesn't it's it's amazing. Like the first play that Nick Mullins was out there for, I think it was I think the pa- it was a pass on first down. The tip no, the pass. ball the ball got tipped by a defender, but like yep. if you just look at how definitively and confidently he took the snap, boom, boom. It was either a three or a five-step drop, like zero unsureness or hesitation. Bam, the ball is out. 
I don't know that we saw did Dobbs do that once, maybe twice in the entire game today. It's everything's just sort of like unsure and nervous with him, it seems like. Football football people use the term drive the ball down the field. Dobbs can't do that or didn't. Mullins can. I'm not again, I'm not saying he's perfect, but like that pass that got tipped by Spillane and Hawk caught it. That was a that was a nice pass. Like mm-hmm. like that ball was that ball was driven. It was and, very it was very intentional to use yeah, the Kevin O'Connor. It was O'Connor very word, it was right? decisive. <laughs> I, and so I think that's the difference of why like like what's what's competent quarterbacking and what's quarterbacking that just doesn't work. And like today I just thought with Dobbs it didn't work. Yeah. Uh still by the way if uh, if any of you guys do see a Justin Jefferson update send it out. I'm just kind of monitoring post-game press conference Twitter here. So I hope to have something for the audience shortly. Same with the comment section. If you guys see someone tweet something, just let us know. And uh, and we'll update everybody here. But um, oh, so far, uh, I, don't, I don't... You got, got something? here from Kevin Seifert. Yep. Uh, Justin Jefferson has returned from the hospital and will travel back to Minnesota with the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Kevin O'Connell called it, quote, a chest internal injury. Uh, and that he feels pretty encouraged about the early news. Vikings obviously have a short week because they're going to Cincinnati uh, on Saturday or playing Cincinnati on Saturday. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, no, they're going to Cincinnati. Uh, it's in Cincinnati and Cincinnati on to Cincinnati and Cincinnati put up 34 more points with Jake Browning today. 300 almost Browning got hurt though, right? Oh, did he get hurt? AJ McCarron came in. Yeah. He, he hurt his hand. Yeah. I think he hurt his thumb. Okay, so so maybe you get maybe you will luckily get to avoid both Joe Burrow and Jake Browning if if that's the case. Three nothing again. Oh my god, uh, let's keep it rocking here. Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. A three nothing win for the Vikings, seven and six on the season, firmly in playoff position. Uh, let's go to Brian. Brian, what's up, buddy? You're on vent line. Hey, how's it going, guys? Can you hear me? What's up, Brian? Yeah, we Perfect. got you. Um, I kind of feel like this year is. A what if, you know, like last year, our defense was so, so bad and our offense was clicking and we started off the season and we couldn't hold on to the football at all. And so it's like, what if we still had Kirk Cousins? What if those balls went our way? You know, that's just my feelings. Yeah, it's yeah. Brian, thanks for for jumping on here. I think there's there's two different what ifs, and you brought them both up. There's what if they had, what if you take two of the games that they lost because they shot themselves in the foot, right? The Chargers game or whatever. And what if you had an actual top 10 quarterback, which Kirk Cousins was was definitely playing like. And this defense has just gotten better and better by the week, by the month. Where What would their record be? Where, I mean, they probably have eight wins, nine right now. They should be in, in a position if, if the if you take away all of the early season miscues, they're in a position right now to win the division. But if you don't take away Cousins being hurt, it's still dicey as hell. Mm-hmm. Like like you're still looking at this picture. Um, I, I think it would. I think there'd be far more reason to actually be angry if Cousins didn't get get hurt. They turn things around, and then you're like. The Tampa loss, the Kansas City loss, the Philadelphia loss, right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it. The one thing that we know that's played out is Detroit is vulnerable, like they just are. They're not. I'm. They're better than they ordinarily are, but it's the Lions, and they have shown enough of an up and down uh, pendulum swing now, 
where if the Vikings had cousins, I think they'd have a very good chance to actually win the division. Now, I'm not sure. Packers, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the, the Packers are definitely playing better than the Lions and the Vikings right the floor, now. The Fleur has never lost in December, you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's insane. That's Packers coach. That is nuts. That's, that's insane. Yeah, and we'll see. And we'll see what it looks like. You know, you, you play the whole month of December without Aaron Rodgers for the first time, but they're off to a good start. All right, Dex, who's next on Vikings event line? All right, let's go to Adam here. Adam, what's up, buddy? You're on event line. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Um, so I think that we should go with either in the Bengals and the Packers games. We should go with Mullins. And then the remaining Vike, uh, Lions games, we should go with Dobbs. We saw the Lions were exposed with Fields, a running quarterback, today. I just feel like, you know, every every other position is based off matchups. Why not when we don't have our top quarterback? It's based off matchups as well. Uh, Judd, Adam, thanks for jumping on here. Good stuff, Adam. Would you consider uh, this? No, because I think the rest of the league. So, so I know that we don't think Fields is good, but the reality is, he is a superior quarterback. I think to Dobbs, and I think we've seen enough of Dobbs being contained now that I think there's more to Fields' game than Dobbs's game. So, like, I get the point, but I don't think Dobbs. I think the cat is out of the bag as far as what the Vikings do with Dobbs, and I don't yeah. think the Lions. Like would all of a sudden say, "Oh my God, no, it's Josh Dobbs." So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the more that you've given defenses a chance to prepare for a week to face Josh Dobbs, yeah, the more of I was gonna say the more like a backup. He, I mean, the more like an, a non NFL quarterback. Quite frankly, he he looks he he might be just a change of pace guy that can come in. Oh my God, quarterback got hurt in the second quarter, but if he has to, this is where Nick Nick Mullins ha- actually has experience holding down the fort for like a longer period. Not that he won a bunch of games in San Francisco, but I would trust Nick Mullins the next five games more than I would trust Josh Dobbs. So, is there a package of play for a package of plays for Dobbs? Would be my only question. No. Yeah. Well, we would have seen it. Yeah. No, no. Dumb. I'm saying a change of pace package of plays where where they're not prepared. What where your opponents not. not prepared for it. It scares me too much because I've seen too much bad. So yeah. I don't. That would be my only question, but I, I've seen enough. It's yeah. just, it's over. Who's next? Vikings vent line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Vikings did win, by the way, three to nothing in case you're in, you know, still depressed about what you saw. Let's go to Chase here on vent line. Chase, what's up, man? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yep, we Perfect. got you. Okay. Um, yeah, just the last couple Viking games have just been frustrating. Um, just offensively, it's weird. It's Last year it was defense for us frustrating. Now it's defense is amazing. Lights out. I think what one touchdown in the last three games given up. And just somehow we're one and two in those games. I mean, it's just it's frustrating to sit there and watch the game. Um, I know at some point when I was watching it and my wife goes, Did the game just start? And I'm like, No, it's the fourth quarter. They're tied zero zero. <laughs> and she goes, What the hell? And I went, Yep. Yeah. It's just sat here and watched the game for two and a half hours and um yeah it's just it's weird you know it's just kind of a weird year um i was happy to see mullins get in there and get the you know because i was kind of clamming for it off the bye i was like 
let's give Mullins a shot. Let's give Mullins or Hall a shot. Like, especially Hall, I'd like to see what we got for the future. You know, but it is what it is. So, thought you guys yeah. would like to see my dog too with me oh, in here. Oh, one of them. And oh, oh, come here. Oh wow. i know you guys like dogs so yes in fact chase thanks for coming on anyone who wants to uh, bring their dogs on the show those look like nutrisource dogs to me i don't know about you guys you know 100 percent. maya mackie was doing some uh some cope eating i feel like during the second act she's like just give me my nutrisource chicken and rice i'm just some emotional eating trying to get the vikings offense to be less stressful uh, and you guys, I know you guys have uh, Nutrisource dogs, Nutrisource treats being passed out in your homes, too. Well, Stella said, let's see, it was third quarter around five o'clock. And guess what she said? She said, I don't give a crap if football is on because there's Nutrisource that needs to go in my bowl. So I said, of course, Stella, I got up and ignored a game for at least a couple of seconds that deserved ignoring. Yeah, I, I fed Vinny like with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and he, eat, he eats his dinner and then he comes right back in front of the TV and just perches right right down in front of the entertainment center and is staring daggers to me. And I was like, I gave you your full allotment of Nutrisource uh-uh, food. And he uh-uh. said, nope, more. Uh-uh. I want more. Feed me more. <laughs> it's uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Also, uh, if you're a human and trying to figure out your food situation, uh, maybe Livia can help you over the next few weeks. It's still it, it, you, most people wait like a month and uh, they kind of just like let themselves get the month of December. Uh-huh. You could get a head start here, Judd, the next few weeks before January. That is exactly right. There is time before Jan one. And guess what? That time can be spent starting to lose weight so that when the new year hits, guess what? You can celebrate by saying I'm down, let's say 10 pounds. Join today, and here's the deal. You're going to get your first eight weeks for free. That's right. First eight weeks for free. Be like Sports Dad. Drop those pounds. All you have to do is call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Visit Livia.com. Voted Minnesota's best weight loss program three years in a row. Livia.com. Get a jump on weight loss for the new year. Uh, Okay, let's go back to the vent lines here. Who's next on Purple Daily Vikings vent line? All right, let's go to uh, Tony here. Tony, what's up, man? You're on Ventline. Nothing much, guys. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, we got you, Tony. All right, so a couple things. <laughs> Going to the previous guy who was mentioning about Dobbs and the Nick Mullins or the quarterback, like, carousel rotation during games. The only person that will disagree very hardly, Brian Flores. I believe he kind of went through that a couple of years back with Miami when he was head coach there with Fitzpatrick, and I believe Tua when he was not that great. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments somewhere, or Judd, Bill, Declan, if you want to correct me on that one. Yeah, there, well, there actually, there's a story out, too, I saw, that, like, like Tua has told people just how hard it was playing quarterback under Brian Flores, and how this is the type of propaganda we should actually be spreading if you want Flores this to stay good. the court. Yeah, any, anything that kind of puts, uh, you know, doubt <laughs> in teams' minds about hiring him as a head coach. <laughs> And another thing, too, after this game, I need another drink. Maybe like five of these, really. <laughs> yeah, the before I die. Before cheers, I die, that's for sure. Cheers, dude, right there. Yeah, cheers. Definitely. And I honestly think it should be a competition between Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall. I think Dobbs, nice story, great two games. But I think he's playing too hesitant. And it's getting J.J. and other players killed out there. J.J. nearly probably like what? Nearly broke a rib. So I'm going to probably advocate for a Mullins-Hall matchup, and I'm hoping that 
KOC could just be like, I need a quarterback in the future, this yeah. next offseason. Whoever that's Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy, Bo Nick, whoever, just please get us a quarterback in the future. And if you had to get Kirk Cousins back, maybe on a one-year deal, I don't care. But it has to be not as expensive because I cannot trust a guy with a broke a torn Achilles at 36. Yeah, yeah. They're right now they're in kind of a thank you, Tony, for coming on here. They're just kind of in a precarious spot in that they're probably going to have to make a decision on Kirk weeks before the draft, and you don't want to go into the draft. We've kind of talked about this uh, over the last week desperate to draft a quarterback so this the next five to six months are going to be very interesting in in vikingsville Should we keep rocking let's, here yeah let's let's go to uh eric next to your on vent line eric what's up man you're on vent line hey, what's going on y'all y'all here yep. yeah we Perfect. got you man yeah coming from uh i'm from mississippi not sure if y'all ever uh had someone join from mississippi but yeah i'm from staying in dallas now though been watching y'all for a couple years and uh, I just want to start out by just letting you know how I became a Viking fan. Just a big game of growing up. And, like, my uncle, he was just we were playing Madden. He would just throw it to this guy number 84, back to back to back. So I just figured out, like, who is this guy? And, like, how do you how do you stop this guy? And ever since, i just been wearing purple ever since. And just to let you know, uh, man, one of, my favorite one of y'all, Judd, you call it like you see it. And one of my favorite lines you ever see was Brian Flores is going to do stuff. He's definitely been doing stuff. <laughs> yes, he has. He loves <laughs> to do stuff. He, he loves to do that. Thank and it, that was just one of the hardest games to, uh, to watch it then. I, I just don't know. We just got to find the quarterback of the future. And just losing the third, I said the third of my favorite Viking receiver, Percy. I love person. I'm a Florida Gator fan. And I love Diggs. So even the thought of losing JJ hurts my heart, man. Y'all keep going. How, how much fun would Percy be in today's NFL, by the way? Man, per- I Percy would, per- per- like, like Debo Samuel is like Percy mm-hmm. would be Debo Samuel, right? That was, def- that was definitely what I was going to say. He's definitely, uh, he was Debo Samuel for Debo Samuel. For mm-hmm. sure. What an, what an athlete he was. Oh, my God. He was yes, good. sir. Appreciate well, hey, job, thanks man. for checking in from uh, from Texas via Mississippi. Eric, representing the the South and the Southeast region of Vikings fans. Who do we got next here on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to Drew. Hey, Drew, what's up, man? Hey, guys, love your show. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. Oh my goodness, this is why I don't buy the Sunday ticket anymore. I can't take <laughs> it. Uh, okay, so I live in I live in Phoenix. You know, Vegas is just four hours up the road. Seriously considered going up there. You know, decided not to. I'm so glad I did. I, I, I would have, I don't drink. I think I would have started drinking after that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. So Dobbs, um, go back in time after the Atlanta game, everybody asked the question, how long to go with Dobbs? What, what, what would it take to bench Dobbs? What happened in the Bronco and bear game is exactly what everybody said you needed to do to bench him. A lot of turnovers, lose a couple games. He did it. He did what everybody said he would need to do to get benched, and he didn't get benched. Yeah. Now, I, I love KOC. I love the heart of the man. I love all that. But, yeah, okay, starting, I get it. Halftime, you cannot continue on. I was ready for this. I was ready for the end of the Bronco and Bear game again. You know, you, you barely hang on. Your defense finally collapses. You give up a field goal touchdown and lose. It was playing out exactly the way it always played. Thank goodness the defense held on and the Raiders 
you know, but yeah, you've got to look at this and the trajectory of this thing is not good guys. The trajectory going after the bears game was absolutely going the wrong direction. You couldn't continue that on. And in the trajectory kept going to what you had today. It, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. So this is yeah. that line, right? I'm venting. No, Drew, this is great. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on Thank, from, from Arizona. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Yeah. What's amazing is because we were kind of you know speculating too, okay, he's going to start, so how many things have to go wrong? I would have counted the first throw of the game when he almost threw a pick six. He tried to hit Justin Jefferson. It should have been a pick six. That would have been strike one for me if I'm Kevin O'Connell. Strike two would have been, actually, I think we saw it. I can't remember what drive it was. It was one of the thousand punt drives that they had in the first half. And uh, Josh Dobbs ran for like 12 or 15 yards on third down for a first down. And like all of us watching, like this is great. He's using his legs for a first down. The camera cuts to Kevin O'Connell and he drops the loudest F-bomb. F, man. Like he, he was pissed because I'm sure if we go back and look at the all 22 with our guy, Alex Boone, there was probably a receiver open down the field that Josh Dobbs didn't see. That would have been strike two, even though he converted with his legs. Like the the fact that he was still in the game as the Vikings had zero points in the fourth quarter yeah. was incredible to me. But yep, and they were going nowhere. I mean, that's the thing about it too is like you're watching that and you're like, they are going to, they are not going to score points with him. There's yeah. no way. And and then back to your point, that first Mullins pass to Hawkinson, which might have been d- dangerous to a certain point though. You looked at that pass and you're like, oh okay, that's that's an an NFL type pass. Like that was my thing is and. I'm sorry, but when you damn near get Jefferson killed, I'm just like, I'm out on this. I can't, you can't do this. I don't care how much you like him or how much he reminds me of your story. Like this guy just came back and you threw a ball on which he, like you knew he was hurt immediately. Yeah. He got up and tried to act. Okay. He wasn't okay. You could tell he was just absolutely annihilated. Speaking of, here's just a couple updates. If, if, If you're just jumping in or maybe you didn't hear earlier, so Justin Jefferson, according to Ben Gessling, Star Tribune, uh, he was back in the Vikings locker room from the hospital after his trip to the hospital. Uh, and then Kevin Seifert added, Declan had this earlier, the Vikings are calling it a chest internal injury, but they feel pretty encouraged about the news. Obviously, the fact that he's out of the hospital and he's going to travel back is is better than him staying in the hospital and whatnot, right? Or better than, you know, Jordan Hicks had to stay in the hospital and was maybe even like in danger of losing his leg at one point. Yeah. Also, Brian O'Neill left with his foot in a walking boot with that ankle injury. Mm -hmm. So walking boot, short week. And Reisner got hurt, but came back in Madison, I think sprained an ankle and didn't come back. So I I mean, yeah, short week. I would guess Madison out O'Neill out Jefferson, probably out. Yep. Also, uh, this is from Kevin Seifer. This was the lowest scoring indoor game in NFL history. Three nothing. Congratulations to all. You know what? To all involved. Congratulations. Let's hang that banner. You know what? I'm going to put the flag in that mask. That's what we need to do. I need to move this flag down so it can fly at half mast. Half mast. Oh man. Uh, let's keep going here. Vikings vent line on the purple daily YouTube channel. Click that like button and the subscribe button. If you're hanging out with us here so we can keep spreading the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans. Who's next Declan. Uh, let's go to Taylor next year. What's up Taylor. How you doing? Hey, what's up guys. How you doing? 
Good, man. Where are you, where are you at? You're in, in your car somewhere right now? Yeah, I left the stadium. I So I'm from Salt Lake City originally, but my dad was born in Minnesota, so I've been raised a Vikings fan. But my wife and I have been living in California for the last little while, so we actually just drove five hours from where we live in Cali to uh, the game. Wow, it was brutal. It was so quiet in there all day. We were sitting next to actually a guy from London, but he has season, he's a Raiders fan, has season tickets. And he was like, this is the worst game I've ever been to in my life. It was terrible. But yeah. um, hey, a few, a few points. So kind of talking about Dobbs, it just seems like everything is a half second late or maybe a full second late. I mean, you yeah. talked about him injuring JJ. If he puts the ball where it's supposed to be, when it's supposed to be, it just doesn't happen. It, it was just a theme reoccurring throughout the whole night. I actually found it was kind of impressive. I think when we go back and rewatch the game, how off he really must have been because he actually didn't have any turnovers, right? You would think, oh, if he starts turning the ball over, we're going to pull him out of the game. But he didn't actually have any turnovers, so he must have really been missing so many reads in order for O'Connell to pull him out. The loudest it got was when Mullins got put in. All the Vikings fans there were were going crazy. Um, but to end, I guess one more con, and then to end on a positive note, you guys, we always say how KJ Osborne is is a jag, just a guy. I'm afraid he actually might be worse than just a guy. I mean, he he was bad today. He dropped three balls that hit him in the hands. Yep. It was really bad. Um, but then on a positive note to end, I mean, we talk a lot about uh, Flores, of course, and his impact on the defense and the way that's been schematically worked out. I wonder how he impacted our drafting process this year, if any. Maybe he didn't have any impact on it. Maybe it was all um, quasi. But we talked about how it seemed like O'Connell's fingerprints were all over the Jordan Addison dra- uh, pick. I wonder how much Flores impacted the players yeah. on defense. Cause I mean, Blackman, what is he ranked second in PFF grades on our whole defense? Mm-hmm. Of course, Ivan pace with the game winning interception. It just seems like um, so many things have been flipped around on the positive end for the defense and That's largely because of Flores. Yep. Good it's stuff. Great man. call there from Taylor. So love, love it to, to backtrack on that question. Here's what I think transpired. So I think Donatel, unfortunately did, did have his, fingerprints on the 2022 draft and i think how it goes is the gm and the scouts sit down with the dc and say what are you looking for here like what are we going to run what are you trying to find here and with ed they they said oh scene looks like a good player in the system and booth does right well i don't know that flores like gets credit for identifying blackman but i think he definitely identified the profile and the scouts then have seen guys and can then go uh to say Makai Blackman's the type of player that would fit this right yeah Ivan Pace like because Pace is Pace didn't get drafted because quite frankly he's not really a linebacker he's a hybrid but this defense operates in hybrids so like it works out perfect because I I think the problem with Pace is he's a tweener he's a little bit of a linebacker and probably a little bit more of, of a safety but to the person that was talking about the graphic that they put up on Metellus, I think they've said he's played every position basically possible mm-hmm. lined up there. So, so yes, I think Flores deserves credit because what he can do is identify personality traits as far as personnel goes that he wants. Right. So I don't think that he has to like sit down and say, take Blackman. I think what he says is 
this type of player fits my system. And then the scouts are smart enough to then say, this kid fits perfectly. So I think that's the difference. The biggest thing too is, I mean, whether it's, whether it's, you know, this January or February or whether they can keep him for another year and, and it happens next year, he's going to leave Brian Flores. He's, he is going to become a head coach again in the NFL. Do the Vikings have anybody on his staff? Is there anybody in the football ecosystem that can come in and, and keep things together schematically? Or is it so, is it so much part of his DNA that it's, you know, like, I don't know that you can just bring another guy in, even if it's somebody that you elevate from his right. staff who can call a game the way they do, who can identify right. talent the way that he does, move the chess pieces around schematically. Right. But that's the that's that's one of the biggest priorities. If he leaves, can you keep this defensive culture together as much as possible? I don't know. It's extremely interesting, though, to go back to what you, what you were talking about. And our friend Seifert tipped me off to this, that the week of that Dolphins game, on prime that like Ryan Fitzpatrick aggressively said Brian Flores was a problem as a, as a head coach. And then Tua basically bashed him mm-hmm. like that's going to be incredibly. Cause now I'm thinking in this league, word of mouth counts for a lot. So can the Wilfs go to Flores and say, all right, you don't get a job. That's fine. We're going to double your salary. I don't know. Yeah, it certainly just, seems make worth him, a shot. He deserves to be based on his head coaching experience. Based on what he's done, is what's funny is I think this is the first time he's actually been a defensive coordinator, right? Because he yes. wasn't he wasn't a coordinator, certainly not to the level of I like think he calling defenses in New England. For the Patriots. I think he did call defenses at times, but he's never had this title, yeah, for sure. But what I was going to say is just based on what we've seen and based on the fact that he's been a head coach before and he's going to get head coaching sniffs again, mm-hmm. he deserves to be the highest paid coordinator in the NFL next season if he's still a coordinator. Now, it's not our money to spend, but it doesn't count to your salary cap. Exactly. So, I think so, I agree with you on that. Um, all right, Dex, let's keep it rolling here. Hour into, uh, it should be a celebratory, and it is in some ways, but it's also a therapy session for those of you who endured a 3 nothing football game today. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, let's go to Ty next year on Bentland. What's up, Ty? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm going to hit you with uh, a lot of positives today, actually, surprisingly. Um, and let's then one, one Inferno-level take. Um, nice. <laughs> The, the positives being they won the game. Um, I've sat through really bad Vikings game before that they lost, and it ruined my entire day. So feel pretty good about the fact they got the W. Um, I also feel good about the fact that as, as bad as Dobbs was, um, Mullins came in, and he looks like he can he can run the offense. If the defense is that good, we're going to win a few games with them. So I feel okay about him going forward, and I know a lot of people want to build for the future, but the Wilfs are clearly in on this season. I think they can make the playoffs with him as quarterback. So that's my positives. I love the defense. And then my hot take is I think you got you to gotta consider trading Justin Jefferson in the offseason. I know everyone's going to hate me for saying that. That's but an inferno. That's, that's inferno level. Um, you know, I mean, so if you look at our record. If, if, Reckless speculation. <laughs> if you include today as being a game that Jefferson played in, which you can include it if you want, they're two and four with him in the game and five and two with him out of the lineup. One of the problems it poses as talented as he is, the quarterback has the added pressure of getting him the ball. And you saw that on the first snap that Jefferson was in the game, the forced pass. It was pathetic. He didn't, he didn't look off him at all. He went straight to him, was almost picked. It should have been a pick six. Um, I think, I think Kirk felt that pressure. I, I see that. I mean, I just think, I'm not saying the offense is better off without him. It isn't, but 
it's easier to spread the ball around when you don't have a guy that wants the ball all the time. And that's what happens with veteran wide receivers that have big egos. That's all I got, guys. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me on. Love the show. Uh, I'll let you guys discuss. Awesome, at Ty Thanks. just coming in, mm-hmm. just coming in hot. There. Okay, okay, I can't go there. I can't go there. Like I know what he's saying. I can't go there. I'm not going to trade two one first of the round picks, best receivers. Three. Where? Where are they? Who is it? Because if it's the Chiefs, it's a, it, it's akin to second round picks. Hold on, high mean, first round picks. I'll talk to you. Hmm. Let's go to Tankathon real quick. Just, let's okay. just see I'll talk to you about high first round picks. I'm I'm not sure about Dex, but I'm not like twenty and on like teams that are. Perpetually good. I ain't gonna give them Justin Jefferson. It's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be a team that that has their quarterback and needs a weapon. I mean, the bear, the if the Bears commit to, the, I don't think that an in division trade's gonna happen like this. But like, if the Bears commit to Justin Fields and they draft an offensive tackle with the first overall pick or something, yep. no, they could just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and have one of the best receivers on DJ a rookie Moore. scale. So and DJ Moore. Wow. Yep. Um. What about? Okay. Right. How about this? How about this one? Okay. The char the Chargers right now would have the tenth overall pick. You know they whiffed on they whiffed on uh, the TCU receiver. It looks like. What if yeah. they you know you okay. you blow you blow out Brandon Staley, and you bring in an offensive minded coach and you get Justin Herbert a reliable bona fide, awesome like Keenan Allen's on the way out right now the tenth overall pick plus a a future first in two thousand twenty five and a third. Throwing a third too. Just, oh. just, yeah, I know, but like then yeah. I've traded Justin Jefferson, and what do I have? Well, now you have two first round picks, and you got Addison, you got oh, Addison, uh, Hawkinson. In theory, as one of the highest paid tight ends, should be able to uh, early you know, get you a hundred catches. That that drop, and it was a nice play by the, the defender. But I'm sorry, with what Hawkinson's paid, make that damn catch, okay? It was a really nice play by the defender. It like, was, it, but make the catch. It's one of those where I think Arif Hassan had this on Twitter like two months ago. It's like every one of those individual plays, you could sit there and be like, oh, that was a really nice play by the defender. But if you take like 12, all 12 of them together and say, he's got to catch like six of these, right? If he's going to be one of the highest paid yeah, that's what, tight ends. Yeah. 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 He held in. I paid him. Do your job. It's going to be tough. Your yeah. job sucks. Sorry. It's football. What about the Titans who have Will Levis? They've got the sixth overall pick. Would you would you take the sixth overall pick plus a 2025 first round pick? Well, now you're at least talking. Now you're at least talking to me. Hey, let's get that weapon for Will. Now Levis, you're talking right? to me. Now you're talking. It's top ten pick right there. Um, I don't know the <laughs> Titans. I don't know the Titans with Jefferson. Although here's the real question too: You would have to the team that acquired Justin w- would have to make sure that he would sign long term there. Yeah, that'd be part of it. I'm sure that. But part I mean, of it. he might say that I, if he doesn't like the Vikings predicament. This would all be discussed. This would all be discussed in advance. I'm I'm just saying, I'm not going to bail on Jefferson because I'm concerned that he might not, that he might be pissed off. Okay. Let's go back to the vent lines here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, Dex. All right, let's go to uh, JT. JT, what's up, man? You're on vent line. Oh, hello, hello, hello. So this is uh, what I have to say about the Vikings and what they can't do for us, but I'd say no more Dobbs. Sorry, that's yeah. yeah, your dog agrees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he agrees. Uh, Mullins has to be playing. It's it's honestly ridiculous what we've seen uh, from Dobbs. He just can't get the offense moving. And then uh, we, I honestly think we need to go for draft picks here. It's 
I think we we've we've seen what can be and it's not going to be. We can't. I don't think we can beat the Packers. I'm really afraid of, for the Lions, and I'm afraid for the Bengals. So that what that's one, two, three, four of our last five games. We're not going to win them. In my opinion. Yeah, you you probably just need you know JT. Thanks for for jumping on here. They, what do they have? Four games left. Seven and six. Four yeah, games. Four games now. Yeah. If they go two and two, they're in the playoffs with t- with tiebreakers. They're, they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Now it'd be nice if you're going to go two and two. Actually, losing to the Bengals would be better than because you you need the conference record for tiebreakers. But these other teams are also fighting the same struggle as you are in terms like a lot of these teams are either dealing with backups. Now, Drew Locke, Declan's guy, actually looked looked pretty good for a chunk of that game with the Seahawks, but but they're they're dealing with a backup quarterback. You know, the Falcons have Desmond Ritter. Bengals. The Saints at six and seven are sitting there. I'm saying like the NFC teams you're competing oh, against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. None none of them are going to run the table. I don't think the Vikings so. are in, the Vikings are in very good shape. Yep, even with a couple losses. All right, let's go back to the vent lines here. Yeah, a couple more left. Let's go to uh, Paul next year. What's up, Paul? You're back on vent line. How are you? Hey guys, uh, love your show. Love uh, what each of you brings to the table. So thank you. Thanks, Paul. Uh, first comment. This might be a little uh, too soon, but I think we need to give a, a breathalyzer to the entire offensive staff and to the uh, offense because uh, boy, they were in a haze. Um, and I think my primary comment is that, and these are going to be fighting words. I think KOC is Ed Donatel esque. Wow, I think he's really rigid and has a pride of authorship about footwork and steps and the progressions. And that's just not Josh Dobbs. That's just not who he is. Now, is he the answer? I don't think so. Will Nick Mullins win us a couple games? Probably. But could he really take us to the Super Bowl, which is the goal? I think if anything, if you do Dobbs more like a Dobbs system, He's a wild card. He's like an eight, nine of diamonds. Maybe you get a flush. Maybe you get a straight. Now you're, t- now you're speaking. Now you're speaking. Yeah, yeah I've no, I've, I'm lost now. Sorry. No, I think lost. he, I, I think he's All more I'm like, he's like a three, five suited that you're praying, you know, you hit the wheel on it or something. You know? And maybe it hits. Um, but I think defenses fear that more than they would like a Nick Mullins. Now I, that said, he's just, I think, lost the opportunity at this point. But uh, I really think there needs to be some open-minded thinking about this. And that's what's frustrating for me. Yeah, don't you Paul think they, in Connecticut. Thank you, Paul. Though don't don't you think they tried? I think this game they actually tried exactly that. Like the Bears game, I thought, what are they doing? Like, what are they calling for Dobbs? Why are they doing this? I think this game with a bye week, they actually tried that. I think he just froze up. I th- yeah, I think he had I a mean, terrible game, and I I blame O'Connell a lot more for what I saw in Denver and against the Bears here than I do today. This is, yeah, this is where, I mean, I, I hate to say it because it's what coaches say, but it's like you really do need to look at the film. And I'm not saying the three of us. Like, we don't know what we're looking at. The only thing we know is like what Alex Boone teaches us and Jeremiah Serrells. But if you were to go back and just based on Kevin O'Connell's reactions on the sideline, there were plays to be made and Dobbs wasn't seeing them. And right. so if you go now, maybe, maybe you crack open the tape and it's like, oh, the Vikings, once Jefferson went out and the Vikings are you know, back to non-number one wide receivers, and they're maybe they're blanketed. There was definitely some drops in there, but it, it this is the thing. Like, Nick Mullins might not – There, I would say toward the end of that game, when you got all your backup offensive linemen in, there is actually a case to be made that Josh Dobbs gives you a better chance because if you're going to be running for your life, at least he can make a play. But at the end of the day, the most important thing we, – we talk about mobility, and I stand by that. I would love, in a perfect world, a mobile quarterback 
who can also carve a team in the pocket, right? Sure. And that's what Dobbs can't do. He's yep. he's mobile, but he can't carve a team in the pocket. But at the very least, you have to be able to take a snap 25, 30 times a game as a quarterback, sit in the pocket, and throw on schedule and throw on target. And and Nick Mullins gives you a better chance to do that than Josh Dobbs does. But none of those guys, barring something crazy and unforeseen, are going to be leading you to a Super Bowl, which is the other thing that that uh, Paul and Connecticut brought. This is not a Super Bowl conversation this year anymore. Today was an example, I think, of of quarterback play especially. But there were other players out there today. It was a quad A game. And this is what happens. The, the guys who are really good make the sport look simple. So you're like, of course I could do that. Look at how easy that, right? And and the reality is what you saw today is when you put, you know, a good athlete, but an ordinary football player out there. Yeah. That's what, and, and, it, and it looks terrible. And you don't think that there's plays there because they don't see the plays, to your point, Phil. Like if it's Cousins or if it's a good QB, they see things instantaneously. Like we've we've complained and talked about Kirk as far as when things break down and don't don't go right because that's what takes you from being really good to elite, right? Mm-hmm. Today was if there's a a pendulum or a meter, it was on E all day long. Yep. Like Kirk is Kirk is more than a half full tank. So, like, what we saw today was an example of what it looks like when a good player in sports, but not a really good professional player, tries to play sport. We'll get to a couple more here, but first, a shout-out to our friends at Zero Res. So, if you look, it's, it's December 10th here today. You have holiday gatherings coming up. You got friends and family coming over in the next two to three weeks, okay? Be honest about your home right now. Is it kind of a dirty cluster bleep? Does your carpet smell like stale Cheetos, beer, you know, get down there, you know, sniff around. The dog. It's probably not a, the dog smells like you're rolling around on your carpet. Yeah. It smells like Vinny, smells like Maya, smells like Stella. Gals Uh, upset. That's where Zero Res comes in. They'll get the job done cleaning your home, cleaning your carpets. Uh, 4.9 out of five star rating on Google with 17,000 reviews. So don't even take it from me. Take it from 17,000 people. Uh, you can get the Score North special when you go to zeroresminnesota.com or call 9520res. That means three rooms zero resified starting at just $129 and $75 off when you get your air ducts cleaned. That's 9520res or zeroresminnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special to get that deal. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? All right, let's go to uh, Kurt here. Hey, Kurt. What's up, man? You're on Ventline. Oh, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I love the show. I'm calling you from um, Columbus, Ohio, where love we it. are part of the Central Ohio Minnesota Vikings fan club. That's where I watch the games. And we are officially recognized by the Vikings organization as an official fan club. And yeah. I am proud You're to say... You're in Alex Boone territory there, too, in Columbus, that's right, Ohio. That's right. I'm proud to say I have the distinct honor of, of uh, playing the drum to lead the skull chant in our Vikings wow. back bar. Yeah. So, nice. um, and I just want to say, uh, love your show, but I've been a Vikings fan since I knew what a football was and I'm thir- 49 years old now. And I don't ever remember a, a game like this. I mean, have you ever been part of a win as ugly, but still, and, I mean, Vikings are Kings of nail biters, right? But a nail biter like this is, I, I don't ever remember a game like this. And I just wondered if there was ever 
you guys ever remember anything remotely close to a, a, a situation like they were in today? Man, Judd, you brought up that Thursday night game at Atlanta, the Tavares yeah, Jackson two thousand six from... late in the season. Brad Johnson, I think, was benched for Tavares, and and I think the Vikings the Vikings lost like ten seven, and I want to say their touchdown was a Fred Smoot pick six, in in which he attempted to Lambo leap and had bore beer poured on his head instantaneously, and I believe after that game i covered it for the uh, star tribune with Royce, and i believe Royce declared that at the time the worst start he had ever seen by a quarterback in vikings history wow so that's the only because because here's the thing that people bring up the josh freeman game in 2013 but the giants weren't weren't awful the vikings were today was equal opportunity awful so i was trying to think of both teams stuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you literally literally have to go back to the seventies, you know, in which like nineteen yeah. seventies football is uglier in general, and quarterbacks weren't as 71. precise. You got to go back, yeah, nineteen seventy one's the last time that what the Vikings had zero points, and they won or, three rip against the Packers. Okay. Yeah, wow, Great but man. yeah, you're right, terrible. Kurt, yeah. thanks for coming on, Kurt. Thank Appreciate you, you representing uh, the Columbus, Ohio region of Vikings fans. All right, we got uh, one more here, Dex. Who's next? Yeah, let's go to uh, Christopher. What's up, Christopher? How are you, man? Wrap us home. Hey, guys. How you all doing? Well, you know, the Vikings won tonight. So, you know, they're they're firmly in playoff position. Where are you? Phoenix I'm or something? Florida. Florida? Okay. I was going to say Christmas lights, but you're clearly outside. Nice yeah. look. Hope you're comfortable. I'm cold as hell. <laughs> cold as hell? Yeah, but uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, an it's paradoxical. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, I I love your show. I watch it every day. Uh, one of the things I wanted to say is I really liked how they stuck with the run game today. You know, yeah. they they actually ran the ball at a few times where. It didn't make sense necessarily, but me and my brothers were texting back and forth and my brother was like, that run sucked. And I was like, no, that, that run meant something, you know? And, and I know that we, we are really hard on the three to zero win, but I really like the fact that KOC decided to run the ball a little bit i want to know what you guys think yeah yeah i think yeah Good thanks for, for wrapping us up here christopher so M- madison in particular before he went down with the injury 10 carries for 66 yards he had the 16 yard carry he had a 13 yard carry he was good, and they did. They wound up even if you if you take away the dobbs runs, which i don't think any of them were scripted, so take those away. they ran the ball twenty five times for 110 yards and then you add the Dobbs five for 21 it was it was and, and the Raiders can't really stop the run so it dude they were running the ball in the two minute drill mm-hmm. and it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. yeah because I didn't want them to pass I I thought to, there's not a lot of good here like it 36 they, passes they got their points they got their three points and I, I was like you don't need to do more here you, you don't need to prove a damn thing here but uh, dude, they passed the ball 36 times for if you if you count sack yardage for 99 net yards 
<laughs> I would love to see, I would love to hear, and we, we won't get this, obviously, but I would love to hear a real O'Connell breakdown on this game. Because again, I don't just default blame him. Like the Bears game, I was like, yeah, I don't I don't like how you called that that game. But there had to be a level of like, what the hell do I run here? What what do I pick here? Like this he guy very, he looked very downtrodden on the side. He did. Well, and and it's funny, when Greg Joseph uh made the field goal that proved to be the winner, they cut to O'Connell on the sideline and he half looked disgusted. Yeah. yeah. Like he looked like, uh, let's get the he, F out of here. And he looked pissed after the botched punt attempt by Greg Joseph too. You saw him just looking like, what were you thinking? Like basically you know, is like his body language and no. not trying to be a good mouth reader, but. Well, here's the thing. This is the best game I've ever heard Mark Sanchez have he was because it was so simple. He was just pointing out all the mistakes. Great hair. Great hair. Yeah, what's yeah, up the, with the, hair? The, the best part of the game was when they, they went to uh, Carissa Thompson for an update on like oh the, the Niners Seahawks game, yes. and then and then they go back and Mark Sanchez is he's like, Carissa, yes, are you are you showing updates of our game to any of the other games? And Carissa, are you there? <laughs> yeah, she was going to apologize to them. She's like, I'm so sorry, guys. Yep. As in, like, I'm sorry you're watching and calling this game. Well, this and you could incredible. tell he was pissed off because he's like, somebody score some points Carissa? here. Please? Yeah, Carissa. But but he ripped, <laughs> yeah. he he actually did a decent job of like pointing out because it was such a it was a game mm-hmm. filled with so m- many follies. He was doing a pretty good job of just like pointing things out of yeah, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, man. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any other injury updates here before we before we say goodbye. Uh, the the only thing that I keep seeing here, Adam Schefter had something, is that they sent Justin Jefferson to the hospital. Out of they just wanted to make sure that there wasn't a serious injury that was lurking underneath. So yep. he's kind of he's kind of just day to day and week to week at this point with internal chest. So injury. here's so here's my theory because I didn't when when he got hit, it looked like he got hit like to the back to me. Yeah, like, like not like, like the kidney, chest, like it was like a kidney, the kidney shot. or higher. I wonder if they they were concerned about a broken rib and a punctured lung because you because yeah. you can't fly then. I wonder if that was the concern because I was trying to think it has to be something where they're, they're actually concerned about him being put on a plane probably. Yeah. But anyway, so by the way, Kevin O'Connell now in his young coaching career, two and O off a bye, gentlemen, two and O off a regular season bye. I can't wait to watch his press conference undefeated. I can't wait to watch the uh, post game game ball video on Viking social media. Oh God. That's another great point. Just him (laughs) puking on a bunch of footballs. And what if they don't post it? Actually, you know what? No, this, if, he's going to give a great speech after if this. Brian, if Brian Flores does not get a game ball, then something's wrong. He Brian Flores deserves a game ball for this. Who gets the game balls? Ivan Pace gets a game ball. Mm-hmm. Josh, Josh Metellus punched Josh the ball. Metellus, Josh Metellus gets a game ball. Greg Joseph will get a game ball. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. He, he screwed up a winning field goal. I don't <laughs> care, dude. He missed a field goal and he screwed up a pooch punt. <laughs> You gotta give a game. Okay, I mean, you, got, you got to give five game balls. Who's five? Well, there's, first, there's guys on defense that should get game balls, right? First of all, O'Connell, DJ Wanham got got so, a sack. Supposedly pays for each ball, so I'm giving three tops. Yeah, this is a three game ball match. I'm doing pace for sure. Oh, they had four sacks in this game, so I'm doing pace for sure. Metellus for sure. <laughs> Flores, I'm giving Flores a game ball. 
He hasn't given, traditionally he has not given game balls well, you know to what? coaches. Traditionally he he has not won horse crap football games and he did today. <laughs> so give Brian Flores his just desserts. That's the start uh, of trying to keep him. So when Oh, Nick are, Mullins. Nick Mullins is going to get a game ball, right? For coming in, game-winning drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stabilizing the here, offense. Yeah. Nick Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins gets one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving no. No one on offense gets a game ball from me. No. No one. We're gonna, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make you no go ahead. Say, when say, did, say your last piece. When did Jalen Naylor become a central figure of the passing game? Like I don't know, when Jefferson went hurt? out. No, but Osborne KJ was still Osborne was still playing, but I think he I think it's because he was dropping footballs. But yeah, Osborne was terrible. I know, game. but I'm just saying I was like Jalen got okay. one ball. I was like, Since okay. we're dragging this out, the By worst the play, one, like, what the, hell? the worst play Osborne made in this game. So he had like three drops, right? Yep. As the Vikings were creeping into field goal range, they're in field goal range. They, they can win the game. And so they're trying to call, they're trying to, they could just run the ball, but they're trying to call conservative passes. So you make sure you get the catch. And they throw a little like short pass to KJ Osborne who gets smoked on the line of scrimmage. Yep. And instead of just like stopping and going down, he recollects himself seven yards behind the line of scrimmage and tries to keep going forward. Yes, and it did. turns into a seven-yard loss. Like, dude, yeah, what are you looking to accomplish on this play? I You're going to grind your way back seven yards through, like, a sea of defenders? I know. I don't know. That's really nitpicky, but get the flag one more time. Come on. Vikings win. You know what? Three upside nothing. Down. Upside down. We're going to win upside down. In honor of, in honor of one of the worst games, but it is a win. It is a win. And the Vikings are on to Cincinnati. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here on Vikings Vent Line, presented by Quick Trip, Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you haven't already, you can you can help us spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans by clicking the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. If you're listening on the audio front, a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, please, and Spotify uh, does the same thing for us to help grow this thing. So, for Dex, for Judd, the sports dad, I am Phil Mackey, and we'll see you guys tomorrow live at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time for Purple Daily.